This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. Friday night lights will go dark this fall. High school football and other sports won't be happening because of the pandemic. The Washington Interscholastic Activities Association says it had no choice because of the current state of the coronavirus. Board President Greg Whitmore says the governor's phased reopening wouldn't even allow football until phase four, and that is not happening anytime soon. I don't think there was anyone in the boardroom that felt we could get the high-risk sport of football played this fall doesn't look like the state of COVID and everything else was going to allow us to do that. The changes will move moderate and high-risk team sports like football to early spring. Other casualties now include volleyball, girls soccer, and small school boys soccer. Cross-country, softball, golf, and tennis will still begin practicing the week of September 7th, but Whitmore says they're at risk too. We've kept some low-risk sports as options, and we know those are in great peril too. A lot of things have to happen in our favor in order for those to happen. WIAA Executive Director Mick Hoffman says the board is working within strict guidelines set at both the national and the state level. So I get the question several times a day, who determines these things? The medical people determine it. It's not Greg Whitmore, Mick Hoffman, or Casey Johnson sitting around an office doing these things. It's the medical professionals and the scientists who, who are doing that. There's another concern, too, that if the sports are given permission to play, there won't be enough referees. A recent survey found 30% of officials weren't comfortable calling games. Kyra Radio's Chris Sullivan, former football and baseball coach, joined me this morning to discuss stopping play. There's also a concern that many of the state's top football players will go to other states to play football in the fall, like Idaho, which has no restrictions right now. The WIAA has no plans on how to handle that if and when they decide to come back and play football in Washington as well in the spring. So there's a lot going on here with what's going to happen with the kids, with the play, uh, what's going to happen. Are some kids going to go to other states and whatnot? Yeah. It's, it's just a, you know, a, a very difficult situation. What's different in Idaho? Well, they said they can go ahead. Well, I mean, did they, have they found some magical way to make it safer? No, they've just decided they're going to play. Because their cases are uh, lower than Washington's. And then there are many other states that are doing the same thing, uh, yeah. that, that are still going forward with football. And so uh, that's just the way it is. So, you know, Washington's made their decision. I, I know there are so many people on my social yesterday reaching out to me. I mean, I'm really entrenched in, in you know, high school sports. Yeah. I'm wearing my Tommy's High School you know, shirt today. Talk to a friend who's got a kid who really wants to play baseball in college. You know, he lost his junior year, and he could potentially lose his senior year as well. I mean, it's just un- it's unreal what's happening out there. And it's tough if not everybody's in the same boat. So are there other states that are going to have an advantage then because of this? Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. Plus, yeah. a lot of kids who are looking at potentially playing at the next level will be able to have film where the kids in Washington may not to send to coaches and whatnot. So that's going to be a great disadvantage and why you might see some kids going to other states to be able to get some film that they can send on then to colleges. Big gatherings of young people seem to be driving the most recent spike in coronavirus cases. Some counties that were holding steady for weeks are now seeing surges. Dr. Chris Spitters, Nahomish County's health officer, says the case average has quadrupled in the past six weeks. And he says more than half of these new cases involve people under the age of 30. Based on information gathered from case investigations during recent contact investigations, a substantial proportion of recent cases are indeed associated with with gatherings that are larger than the uh, permitted number. 
The largest single uh, day of gatherings was July 4, as you might expect, with 30 separate social events linked to confirmed cases. And remember, the governor's orders now limit social gatherings to no more than five people in phase two. And for you lucky counties out there in phase three, only 10 people can gather at a time. Test results are also taking longer to get back because demand is higher here and around the country. That means contact tracing efforts are slowing down as well. The rapid spread of the virus also earned Washington a spot on tribal advisory lists for New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Anybody traveling from here to there must now quarantine for two weeks once they arrive. Meanwhile, exactly how many people in Washington have or have not had coronavirus is anybody's guess. So the University of Washington and the state health department are teaming up for this new antibody study of 7,000 people from all over the states. I really try to get a sense of where's the virus been in these first months of the pandemic so that we can really understand what populations have been most at risk and what kind of interventions might be most useful in trying to control this. UW virologist Dr. Keith Jerome says they'll test over the summer and do follow-up tests in the winter and spring. And the idea is that we'll get a sense about not only what is the pandemic look like right now, but how is it changing over time? State Health Officer Dr. Kathy Lofi says they know they're missing people with COVID-19 because many people have mild or no symptoms and don't get tested. can also help to estimate how much of the population has not been infected. Dr. Lofi says that's equally important. This really helps us to predict how large future waves might be in different communities. They also hope the study can help them understand whether having antibodies actually offers any protection against the virus, which would help in creating a vaccine. This is a great idea. I mean, one of the things that has left us blind in this epidemic is we've had no statistical study indicating how prevalent the virus is. So the idea of taking a selected sample and just finding out what proportion of the population is likely to have the virus is something that I wish we'd done months ago. Mm -hmm. If I may break some news on our podcast today, too, I got my antibody test earlier this week. Yes. Got my results back yesterday. And unfortunately, I'm negative. I really negative. I really thought I had it now uh, because I was really sick back in March. um, And some of the symptoms that weren't linked to the virus at the time, I was showing and I was like, okay, I probably had it. But uh, I know some of these antibody tests are also not entirely foolproof and they can give false negatives. So um, I might want to take part in this new UW study just to confirm whether or not I did have it. One of the things I'm hearing, and I, I know some people who have had it, is psychologically, because we are surrounded by this news, you begin to think that every ache, pain, headache, or right. muscle spasm is going to be COVID. But there are people who have been sick, and, and from the description of their symptoms, you would think, oh, <laughs> slam dunk, they got the virus. Mm-hmm. And it turns out not to be. It's some other virus or some other form of, uh, of flu. So, uh, you know, you're not alone in thinking that you may have had it but didn't. And uh, all that means is... Uh, just wear the mask. Even people who have it and came back with the antibodies were now finding you right. might get, what, four months protection? Um, that's not a lot. It's, it's better than nothing, but it's still not a lot. And finally, now the recap you've all been waiting for. President Trump held a COVID-19 briefing yesterday, and there was no cheerleading this time. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. Something I don't like saying about things, but that's the way it is. And he feels confident that there is plenty of protective equipment out there. No governor needs anything right now, and we think we'll have it that way till the end, because frankly, we are stocked up and ready to go.
Uh, But most important, he wanted to make it completely clear that he is now 100% pro-mask. When you are not able to socially distance, wear a mask, get a mask. Uh, Whether you like the mask or not, uh, they have an impact, they'll have an effect, and we need everything we can get. In fact, masks are patriotic. I'm getting used to the mask, and the reason is, think about patriotism. Maybe it is, it helps, it helps. Now, we have experts that have said in the recent past that masks aren't necessarily good to wear. You know that. But now they've changed their mind. If they change their mind, that's good enough for me. So I wear it when appropriate. Please. A lot of Americans though, may be surprised at your change of tone, the sudden embrace of masks, social distancing. The uh, Well, I've always agreed with that. I mean, I've never fought either one, but certainly social distancing. I want to it's it's that's common sense. Six feet to me is common sense. I'd like to say maybe make it a little bit further. I'll talk about a shift in tone. Indeed. Yes. Uh, are we happy with this tone and messaging? Dave? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I heard some of the uh, we, we sometimes tune into MSNBC and the commentators were first of all, they were gobsmacked. They were actually at a loss for words after having witnessed this uh, complete turnaround. But then they said, oh, you know, he's just reacting to polls. What's wrong with that? Yeah. That's how we have polls. This is what politics is about. Politicians, by definition of the word, are supposed to do with the polity, what the people want them to do. And it was becoming crystal clear that people wanted some leadership from Washington, D.C. And look at that. It surfaced yesterday. Whatever it takes to get our elected leaders to follow the science, I'm fine with. <laughs> That's right. We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MyNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.